what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast, 300th episode, spectacular. My name is Quinn, and this is my program, Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast. As always, we are one of the top 500 ranked comedy podcasts here in the north side of Chicago. And of course, the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the great nation of Pakistan. Hello, Hyderabad. Hello, Khyber Pass. Hello, uh, Islamabad. Islamabad. Uh, thank you for making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the great Islamic Republic of Pakistan. Uh, you can watch our live stream on YouTube if you are not already. Uh, we are streaming this one. We got the whole video component going. We have our Beantown podcast live on air. Beautiful blue neon sign. It's like Tokyo at night in here. Shout out to the Ramoses for that great, uh, I think it was a Christmas or a birthday gift many years back. Uh, get to break it out for these these uh, these video podcasts that we got going on here. It's a live show, which means... Anything could happen. We're still 300 episodes in. We're still using a Samson. We're still using my MacBook Pro that is uh, getting close to year 11 now, um, which is scary and exciting. And I've been saying it for about 299 episodes that there's going to be a, a upgraded technology. We're going to enhance it in some way. Uh, or it not, we don't even need to enhance, but just getting something a little bit more reliable, right? Not Samson. Samson's got the clean, crisp uh, audio quality. And I'm not really here to besmirch, B-E-S-M-I-R-C-H, Apple or their fine line of uh, MacBook Pro products either. But it's just, you know, after uh, almost 11 years of usage, things get a little bit tough. So I don't know, maybe... Maybe in this next block, 301 to 400, the next year and a half of episodes. I guess it's basically two years. It's like, you know, 52 episodes a year, something like that. Uh, maybe we'll, maybe this will be the, the next two-year block as we get into year seven of the Beantown Podcast that we actually do that. Um, we're coming to you live from the north side of Chicago. Thank you to yours truly for that great intro music. Um, the entertainer. We're going to be talking about uh, 300 today, the great film, because it's our 300th episode. So there's sort of that, you know, uh, symbiosis there going on. We're going to be talking with director Zack Snyder, which is very exciting, a, a long time. A hashtag beanhead or hashtag friend of the podcast. So we're going to get him on. Uh, looking forward to having uh, Gerald Butler come on in a little bit to talk about some of his upcoming projects and some past reflections on the movie 300, of course. We've got uh, 300 trivia for you. We've got a palindrome of the day. We've got a full ad read. I even went so far as to pull up the original Google Docs with the Beantown ad reads on them. Of course, there's never been an actual Samson Q2U series. I've just been winging that the whole time. And it's right next to our old TV guide spot, which is not relevant anymore because um, they're no longer a supporter of this this fine program. And I don't support the TV guide, not just because I don't have cable, but because they shafted me. Supposed to have a full year's worth of TV Guide episodes, thanks to my spirit points, which are extremely valuable, as we all know. And they, they gave up on me after like four. So I think I finally tossed those. I don't think those have, I mean, it's been like four apartments since we started Beantown Podcast. There was 817 St. Paul Street and then Rogers Park Part 2 and then uh, Lincoln Park and then uh, up here in Wrigleyville, where we're coming to you live. Uh, before I forget, uh, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible, but I do thank you for tuning in. And thank you to all the super fans out there uh, who have consumed all 300 episodes of the Beantown Podcast. That person probably doesn't exist because it surely isn't me. I, I probably listen to like one out of every three or four uh, shows that I record these days. Um, there's just so much better content out there. You know, it's kind of hard to make time for it. Uh, but we are we are drinking today. These are, these are my first sips of the day. It's uh, it's two fifteen p.m. on a Saturday afternoon. This is like Halloween weekend. Halloween's in. No, I guess I was wrong. In my head, I'm like, oh, this is Halloween weekend. This is your last chance. No, it's actually next weekend. Uh, it's only uh, the twenty first of October. We still got ten more actual days. 
I just did an actual um, right before we started this. I did a software test, uh, one of my one of my side hustles uh, that was all about Halloween shopping. And uh, the whole time, I, I actually so when I first started doing the test, um, put a pin in this. We got to finish uh, what we were what we were drinking. We're drinking. Uh, uh, what is this company? Uh, it's the cheap like whiskey that you get bourbon that you get from grocery stores but it's not like so cheap that it's like disgusting like evan williams this is lux road distillery it's kind of got a nice bottle some nice packaging i did pick up i've never had this before uh yesterday wild turkey 101 rye rye whiskey tough thing to say rye whiskey um i almost never have rye i don't know if i've ever bought it before i've had it um but it's not a frequent thing for me um so I'm excited to probably won't get into that today. Don't want to go too crazy here. But so we got some whiskey going on. And then uh, if you're missing the the, uh, the video stream, I encourage you to check it out. We have a surly before I die hashtag show us your cans. This is uh, just a quick preamble. My favorite uh, podcast uh, other than Beantown podcast, of course, is Purple Daily, which is hosted by some uh, Minnesota sports media guys. And they their uh, show slogan is just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before I die. So Surly Brewing up there in Minneapolis, they came out with a new line of beers, like a partnership uh, with with the uh, the boys at Purple Daily, and it's called Before I Die. And it's a the, this is not the original can. This, so this is the second batch, the second year of it. But I really like this one and one of their you know. One of the show ways to get them to promote uh, both Surly, who sponsors their show, and then uh, the show as well as uh, show us your cans on X uh, or Twitter. So you won't find Before I Dies uh, at your local binnies by any means. But um, you, we, I went up to Minneapolis just about a month ago, right, a couple weeks ago, and was able to pick up a 12-pack. So that's good. It's a nice sipper session beer. We've also got our, our, our bourbon going here, so it's going to be a good day. Let's hold off on the 300 talk. Uh, Beantown 300 is what I've been like writing in my notes this whole time. Beantown 300 could be like a, a NASCAR race, but not definitely not like the top-level race or the top-level league. I don't even know what they call it now because in NASCAR, it's like when I was following it, you know, probably from about like 2008 to 2012 was when I was like actually in NASCAR. I'd watch races. They'd be on Fox because uh, Jimmy Johnson was doing so well. And that was just like who I arbitrarily started to root for because uh, he seemed like the most normal kind of uh, driver. Um, and, of course, he was doing really good. So it's a lot easier to watch a sport when your team or your driver is really good. But the the top level is like the Sprint Cup Series, I think, and the second tier is the Xfinity Series. I have no idea if that's still a thing. I guess Sprint is still a company, or what happened? Sprint got bought by T-Mobile, right? Which was weird to me when it happened, like three years ago or whatever, because I always considered, based off of just my own little like world that I exist in, I always thought it was like Verizon was one in terms of like how many people actually use it. Again, this is all arbitrary. I have no idea. Verizon 1, Sprint 2, and then like T-Mobile, AT&T were like tied for third. AT&T is still around, as is U.S. Cellular. I guess I know maybe like one or two people that have AT&T. I don't know if I know anyone or like know of anyone who has U.S. Cellular as their their phone plan that I feel like that's gone overtaken by like the new, the startups, right? There's like boost mobile. That's the Ryan, um, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds, right? I get those two mixed up, which is silly. They're super different personalities, right? Ryan Reynolds is like a meme, basically Deadpool. He's in front of the camera a lot. Ryan Gosling, I think is known for being much more like reserved and not super, um, like, you know, talkable, talkative, that sort of thing. But apparently he did great as Ken in Barbie. But uh, to to finish our, because our, our, I know you're, you were just hanging on the edge of your seat thinking, when is he going to come back and finish this NASCAR thought? Yeah, the Beantown 300 would, would definitely be, um, you know, like a second tier race because it's shorter too. And it would have to be, my phone is doing this thing. I've got my, my notes on my phone, and I really just need, this is something I should have fixed before we started. I really just need my phone to, like, not auto-lock right now because it keeps 
disappearing uh, or uh, going black, and it's it's bugging me. Normally, I'm a two-minute guy. Here's our Beantown Podcast fan poll question of the week for our episode 300. Excuse me, what timer is your phone's auto lock set to? I think I was just looking at it. I, I never pay attention to it because it's just a set in, forget it kind of thing, right? But I think they gave me options. Apple gave me options for one, two, three, four, five, and then never. And I turned it on to never. Now I have it plugged in, so we're not going to kill our battery life or anything like that. But normally I'm a two minute guy, okay? Let us know. To me, one minute is like, hey, saving the planet. Uh, you know, like uh, Hayden Panettiere, save the cheerleader, save the world. But uh, two minutes is is more of the balance I need. But then I find when I get in front of the camera like this and I got a mic in front of me, two minutes goes by just like that, which is is it's funny because for the listener who has to suffer through this, it's probably the opposite. Two minutes of this show is like, oh, God, when is it going to end? But I think three three is when I would start to be worried about battery life. I don't know who intentionally wants like a five-minute lock on their phone i think two minutes if you're if you're if you're going to be like regular go for like two or three minutes and if you really just need to like look at your phone and not have to worry about it and you're not like moving it around like i'm not right now then just put it on the never who who out there wants a one minute timer on their phone a a one minute lock lock timer on their phone or a five minute like who who it's crazy but you don't have to be crazy to email us, Podcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's Beantown, B-A-N-T-U-N-Podcast at yahoo.com. Send a prayer out there to St. Alphonsus that we get through this show. It, two things. One, three things. One, uh, that our, our garage band keeps going the whole time. So when you're doing a live show and it cuts out, then it's like your YouTube feed was different than your your podcast feed, which is not really a problem. It's just a pain in the ass because then you're like solving that issue on the fly while also having to entertain all zero of the people who are watching this YouTube stream. I'll come out and say it Saturday afternoon on like a fall weekend at 2 p.m. is probably just about the worst possible time uh, to do a live stream and expect people to, 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 to watch, to call in. Uh, so we're not getting a lot of live listener engagement here, uh, but that's okay because it's still episode 300. Um, numbers two and three that, you know, crossing our fingers are that we get our, our guests to come in here. Uh, Zach Snyder, of course, director of 300, and then Gerald Butler, uh, who is the, you know, kind of the big star, hasn't really done much. Um, we're going to sort of talk about that with, with Gerald, I think. You know, he hasn't really done that much with his career after um, after 300. So uh, we're just going to kind of see, like, his, you know, Broadway kind of maybe like community theaters, what he has sort of done. Let's get to today's palindrome of the day because it is a fun one. I think you're going to enjoy this. Today's palindrome of the day doesn't have a sponsor. But if you're interested in sponsoring the show, email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. And if you're watching on the YouTube comments, thanks for uh, for watching. Let us know, hey, where are you calling from? Where are you watching from? Uh, and maybe if you have like a little mini review you want to give of movie 300, we can share that with director Zack Snyder when he calls in, hopefully very soon. Uh, today's palindrome of the day. Here we go. Was it a car or a cat I saw? And you can't actually include the question mark unless it was in Spanish. Spanish, they sort of do the question, the uh, upset. That's, you know, something that Spanish has totally got over English. They do the cool little question mark upside down at the beginning of a, of a question. That way, hey, you know, boom, this is a question. Sometimes, you know, be reading like the Scott Farrell audiobook or the Scott Farrell biography or Tales, Tears, and Triumph from the Stage. And I don't know, it's a question until the very last word of the, the, the sentence. And then that's, you know, my whole thing is thrown off because I take a lot of pride in the inflection of my voice, you know, going back to my choir days uh, and being able to raise my voice at the end of the question or, um, you know, lower my voice if I have a, a sore throat and I don't want to talk loudly, right? So, um, gosh, where, oh, that was our palindrome of the day, which I already moved off of uh, on my phone notes. Let's read it one more time. Was it a car or a cat I saw? I'll say this. We, I take a lot of pride in the integrity of the show and the accuracy. Um, I was scrolling through Reader's Digest in the car about three hours ago, coming up with today's palindrome of the day. And that was on there. And I did not vet it myself. I didn't sit there and count backwards. So... Hopefully that is a palindrome, but thank you for for palindrome of the day. Speaking of counting backwards, this was uh, one of my, like, everyone has has some bad dreams, right? Everyone has some nightmares. I had a lot more as a kid. I don't have too many, like, 
bad dreams nowadays. Um, we got a YouTube comment watching from work. Who needs to stay focused when Zack Snyder is the topic? 300 stars to the Beantown Boy. Thank you, Jacqueline, for tuning in. It's nice to see you. Uh, hope work is going well. One of my worst recur it's 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 not a recurring dream in that it's like oh i show up in the same universe again uh it's just like a topic it's getting pulled over for a dui and the reason i thought of it was i mentioned you know palindromes and counting backwards one like whatever the halfway point is between rational and irrational fear that i have is even if I get pulled over and I'm, I'm sober because I don't drink and drive, I don't drive, so it's pretty easy. I don't have to worry really about the drink part. Um, is like if the cop asks me, and shout out to our boys in blue, full support here from the Beantown Podcast, but also full support for you know Black Lives Matter and um, really, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm playing both sides so that I always come out on top, uh, which is a great killer song from their debut album, Hot Fuss 2004, On Top. If they're asking me to say the alphabet backwards, I'm concerned, okay? Hey, I've had two sips, uh, a little sip of whiskey here. I'll even add, uh, we'll raise the stakes here. Whiskey and a little bit of Surly Before I Die, which is very sippable. It's crisp, it's clear, kind of like the drink, uh, if Samson was a drink, really. So for the first time ever on the Beantown Podcast, Quinn... David Furness is going to try to talk through his fears. His uh, it's probably like once once every three to four weeks or something like that. that I have a dream where I get pulled over and I like the the dream is not that I'm like super drunk and I'm driving. It's just that I'm like driving and I get pulled over and I'm aware that I had something to drink and I have like the nerves are like, can I fool the cop? Can I fool the police officer? And then it always the dream always ends. It's not a long dream. It always ends before. Um, before I have to like engage with the the officer, but here for the first time ever, three hundred episodes in, we've been doing this show almost six full years now. Quinn David Fern is going to, going to attempt to say the alphabet backwards. And my question is, you know, in real life, as a DUI test, did the uh, does, does the officer give you like a time limit where it's like you gotta, you know, you can't you can't break down and analyze every single letter you're about to say that's my question cuz if you give me that time drunk or otherwise i can do it but uh i'm not i'm not drunk and my concern is can we still actually do it so here we go there's 26 letters let's see how it goes z y x that's about as far as i can comfortably confidently go before i got to run through it from the start W, V, U, T, S, R, Q, P, O, N, M, L, K, J, I, H, G, F, E, D C B A. Now, I'm pretty sure that was right, but someone's gonna have to review the tape on that. Maybe you could just play the Bean Tom podcast backwards. Maybe that's a way we could make this more fresh, more entertaining. Um, and I think I think I'd be pretty good, you know, within the time limits. I don't think that was too bad. I feel like I can go like section by section. I mean, that probably took me what like. 40 seconds, 45 seconds to do the whole thing. Not so bad, frankly. I feel pretty good about that. My my final parting thought on this before hopefully we get a call from, you know, Zach Snyder or Gerald Butler, not sure. You know, the worst thing would be what if they both call at the same time? That would be tough because I don't really know if they get along. Uh, I just didn't, you know, do any research on sort of those interpersonal relationships from the set. That could be that could be stormy. But my question is, is it like, you know, I go to grad school. They're like, you got to get an A. I I don't go. I went to grad school. You got to get an A or a B to pass the course. So it's like the C is not an option. With the with the backwards alphabet test, do you do you need 100 percent passing grade or, you know, if you mix up your your Q and your R or something like that, is it okay? Maybe we'll do a 
excuse me, maybe for episode 400 in two years, we'll do an interview with a police officer. I don't think we've ever had a, a law enforcement official, uh, an LEO, uh, on the show. So could be very interesting. Uh, let's keep going here, though. Got some other things that I wanted to cover today. Oh, still dealing with this. Big problem that a lot of Americans face, and frankly, probably a lot of our, our international listeners face as well. Cinnamon in the eye, okay? Let's talk about it. I'm sitting there yesterday. It's my Friday work from home. I'm taking it easy, you know, putting the feet up metaphorically. And, uh, you know, doing some emails with the left hand, you know, doing some online gaming with the right hand. And Rachel, when she was sick, was uh, was brought some uh, cinnamon toast crunch, the jumbo party size box. OK, which I don't know how much a jumbo party size cinnamon toast crunch costs now in this economy, uh, the way the U.S. dollar is tanking. Probably upwards of 11 or 12 dollars. I never buy cereal, though. But we have it here. Rachel's been uh, extremely like vigilant and diligent and all those good words lately with like her her diet uh, regimen lately. She's hardly drinking at all. I'm really proud of her. It's very, very tough because I've done those sorts of things and I'm not doing it right now. I'm sitting here on my butt drinking a session pale ale and, and whiskey and uh, probably going to have Culver's tonight for supper, okay? So Rachel is my hero right now. So she's not been imbibing, I-M-B-I-B-I-N-G. That's kind of a fun word to spell, I-M-B-I-B-I-N-G. How many other words are there that have the double, the B-I, the B-I, the bye-bye? Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye. Was it, is that right? NSYNC did like a mini, did they release new music? They made, made some sort of comeback. You know, I feel like if I watched the Today Show more, I'd be very plugged into these types of things or live with Ryan and Kelly or Regis and Kelly or Regis and Kathy Lee or Ryan and Kathy Lee or Michael and Kathy Lee or Michael and Kelly or whoever it is, whomever it is now. Probably, it's probably like live with Hoda and Ann Curry's Nepo Baby or something, right? That's probably who's hosting that show. That's, it's basically like the Today Show has like five minutes of actual news, breaking 7 a.m., you know, Matt Lauer, Katie Couric, Ann Curry over at the desk, and Al Roker celebrating, you know, some schmuckers 100th birthday party. And then about two hours and 55 minutes of like, Rachel Ray is going to come on, show us some fun things you can do with a pumpkin this year. And then you get the fourth hour of the Today, the Today Show, which I've never actually like watched in earnest in terms of like sitting down and watching a whole episode. Um, I Obviously, I've seen it on the television before um, while it's occurring as a kid, not, not in the last like 15 years. But um, there's the fourth hour of the Today Show, which is much covered, much maligned, that sort of thing. It's basically like the Today Show on crack. But then there's also live with Regis and Kelly, which I, you know, obviously it's not Regis and Kelly anymore, Rip, but what did they cover? And then there's the Kelly Clarkson show, which I've never fully understood. I guess she's pretty popular now. Is she still on The Voice? Don't know. Is that kid from One Direction still on The Voice? Don't know. American Idol's on, apparently. We're just Now we're just listing all the TV shows I've heard of. But then there's this whole um, fiasco with the, uh, the, the, the kid from E.T. Uh, what was her name? Um, Barry, uh, uh, Barry Barrymore. Drew Barrymore, right? John Voight's kid. Um, there was the whole fiasco there where she came back during the writer's strike, and it was like a, like, not, can't do that, not cool. Didn't follow any of that. It's kind of tough to follow this stuff when you don't have cable or even like an antenna. We don't get any channels on our TV. Probably could if I like put in the effort to figure that out, but I don't care that much. I can pirate whatever I want. Sail the high seas. But I feel very detached from that reality, which is fine. I'm not, that's not something that I uh, look Look back upon somberly. S O M B E R L Y. Sound, so, sounds like an adjective. Is it? 
Not sure. Doesn't really matter because I. Uh, that's what I love about words, right? I can say a word, and you kind of know what it means, even if it's not actually a word. So who cares if it's who cares if uh, Noah Webster says, "Hey, it's not a word, bro." Oh, this is a this is a treat. I don't know if this is Zach or Gerald. Here we go. Let's check it out. All right, looks like uh, this is either uh, Gerald Butler or Zach Snyder that didn't show up on Color ID live on the Bean Town Podcast 300th episode. Who uh, who who do I got here? Quinn, this is Zach. Zach Snyder, very good. Thank you for calling in. How are you doing today, Mr. What's Snyder? Up, Quinn, how we doing, baby? Doing well. You you prefer Zach or Mr. Snyder or how how, how should I call you? Mr. Zach, if you could. Mr. Zach. Okay, that's a mouthful. Uh, how, how's your day going? Where, where are you calling from? Uh, me, I'm calling calling from the beautiful town of Honolulu, Hawaii. I'm in Waikiki Beach right now, having a great time watching 300, of course. I watch all my movies every other week. <laughs> you, what, you got some sort of like setup on the beach? What, you got one of those portable DVD players? What are we working with here? I got myself... I've got myself a portable. I've got myself a portable GameCube, and it's got on it attached a little screen where I can watch my movies. If I want to switch between that and Pokemon Coliseum, I'm at the ready. But I always carry GameCube disc versions of my own movies at all times. Now, do you ever worry about you know you're on the beach? It sounds lovely. I would be worried about sand, you know, getting in the the cracks, the crevices, the nooks, the crannies, what have you. Is that really a a, a concern or you run kind of a tight ship or how's that how's that for you that's a, that's you know you know that's a really good point to make but i but i've considered the sand to be a potential exfoliant for my own technological devices you know it runs through kind of picks up a lot of dust maybe smooths out some of those circuitry and systems i found that it makes it work even better hmm. i i, you ever I, try I it? i feel like you should <laughs> give it a shot you don't seem convinced. Well, no, you know, I, I've 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 been to Honolulu in the last, uh, I guess, uh, over a year now. But uh, this the sand and the podcast didn't really seem like they'd go well together. But we're, you know, I'm going to go to to uh, Puerto Rico in about three weeks here, so maybe I'll try it out again. I'll take your word for it. Oh yes, Puerto Rico, the rich, the rich door, right? Is that what Puerto means? No, I think it's rice. Port, because Puerto oh, would be rice, would be port. So yeah, right, so rice port. Right. Rice port. Yeah. Hell yeah! I mean, maybe uh, maybe you get to use some of that rice in your electronic devices, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah, if yeah, if it falls in the beach and in, in the water, maybe watch out for sharks. That's what you do, right? You put it in rice. Here, you're you're probably someone who's had to do this in the past. Does it matter? Let's say, okay, I throw my iPhone in the bathtub. It's not waterproof, whatever. I let it soak in there for a little bit. Um, right. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna throw it in your rice overnight. But does it matter the type of rice you throw it in, and if you should it be cooked, uncooked rice? Like, what are we talking about? Long grain Minnesota wild rice. What's your opinion on that? So I've been a big fan of jasmine rice myself for that sort of thing. It always comes, it always tends to be a little bit softer. And I've always figured that the that the jasmine or did I say jasmine or sticky? I think jasmine rice tends to come out softer. And so it's going to take up more of that moisture, mm. more of that uh, the problem areas, you know. Especially if you soak it for about how how long are you soaking it for, Quinn? Thirty minutes, an hour? What are we looking at? Yeah, it could be overnight. Yeah, it's for for best results, you want to do it overnight. That's yeah. what I've always been told. I appreciate that. That's that's I'll, I'll heed that next time I accidentally take my 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 iPhone with me into the bathtub. That's solid advice. You know, we're we're talking uh, movie three hundred. You know, one of the things you're best known for, uh, one of your earliest films. And I wanted to kind of you know uh, just kind of relive 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 the scenes. You know, the the production. You know, the the the, the battles, all that fun stuff. So I'm curious. You know. I guess thinking about where you're calling from right now was was Honolulu, Waikiki Beach. Was that sort of like an inspiration, you know, set wise for for Sparta, or you know, how did you sort of draw on that when you were when you were creating the film? Yeah, so you know, I'm I'm a big fan of these beach areas, Puerto Rico, the the, the rice port, uh, Waikiki Beach. I'm a big fan of multiple types of sand. And so that you can imagine that when I was building the scenery for this and imagining, you know, the vast deserts 
of the Middle East and that area and the area surrounding the Mediterranean that I was inspired by my sand. I'm a really big fan of the sand. Uh, and I think that I was most inspired by the beaches on the north side of the small island of Molokai. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's a little bit off the beaten path. You need to take a ferry or you can swim it. But the sands there, believe it or not, are much different. And when I was trying, when I was thinking about 300 and just the, the raw power and the, and the conflict, I was thinking about Molokai and the mm. conflict that I went through to get there and the conflict that, that the Hawaiian people felt when the white man came into their islands. That That's tough. And you're, you're white, right? Most definitely. Okay, I love that. Um, you know, thinking about the, you know, we're we're actually so we're gonna a little bit later be be joined by Gerald Butler uh, from the movie Three Hundred, and I'm wondering if you could talk through like your process working with Gerald. What was he like on set? What was he like, you know, offset? Um, were the abs real? Like anything you could, you know, share with us, especially as we get ready to chat with him in a couple minutes here. Like what what was it like between you and Gerald? Oh, the abs were de- most definitely real, and uh, there were, we actually had to hide some of them. There were so many abs that we had to edit some of that out in post. The guy is shredded to bits. Mm. Mm. And I will say he's just a commensurate professional. He came in, he was doing push-ups on set, off set. You know, whenever I'd talk to him, yeah, I, had those, I had to get him in between, you know, certain push-ups. He'd go to the ground, he'd come up, I'd say something, go down and back up, we'd rinse and repeat. Wow, that's yeah. that's <laughs> that's good insight right there about about Gerald Butler. Um, and you know, speaking of you know, kind of you know, three hundred well known for you know the the cast, the you know the the great characters. Talk to me about the God King Xerxes the first. What was he like? You know, uh, could you understand the Farsi? Was there sort of a culture difference? But you know, what was your experience like working with? Because a lot of you know, you get Scorsese in here, you get um, Ina Ritu in here, and you know, they they've worked with some great actors, but not necessarily God Kings. And I'm curious, you know, how does sort of that that theological element come into play for Xerxes? And you know, what what was he like to work with for you? It's a great question. There's a lot of there's a lot of theological sort of uh, respect that has to be given when working with someone like that. You know, you don't just invite someone like Xerxes into your into your set and say, "Hey, do this thing." You know, there has to be uh, sacrifices made, both uh, physically and uh, and uh, figuratively. Um, and there's a lot of like you know penance that we had to pay before every day. You know, we would get up um, and uh, we would say a quick prayer. Um, I don't know if I, I, you know, maybe this is, maybe this is offensive, but I really didn't understand the Farsi prayer that was said, Mm. but, um, I sure felt it and it was, it was great. Now, so, so, so Xerxes was like, uh, from, from Persia, which is modern day Iran and they, they're known for the, uh, the Sunni Islam rather than the, the shit Islam, I think is how it's pronounced with a, it's a kind of an apostrophe, which is like Hawaii, which is kind of cool, sort of, you know, building connections there. Um, could Why you, do you think I thought of Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah. Could, what, what's the difference between those two, um, sects, S E C T S oh, of Islam oh, okay. for people who might not really know? Great clarification. Uh, I would say the first big one. Um, first one has to be the types of rice they use. And uh, that really came into play when I was thinking about uh, whether or not we should really dig into the Sunni or, uh, or uh, how do you say it? Shites? Shite, shite, she, she, it, it, it. Uh, there's some apostrophes. It's kind of, it's not Shite? easy. Yep. Shita- I'm, I'm shiitake. Not oh, shit. Yes. That's where the mushroom comes from. Right. Um, and so I was, I had, I had to think about the types of grains. That, so that's one of the big ones. Uh, another one is the types of headdress that you might see, and namely the colors. The colors really, you know, they make a big difference. You don't want to be wearing the wrong colors when you're talking to a Sunni versus the uh, shiitake. Yep, that's great stuff. I really this this insight is uh, it's it's groundbreaking. You know, it, to kind of get inside the mind of a you know a genius director is amazing. And I'm not even gonna you know pick your brain on you know Justice League or batman superman all that stuff because it's it's uh it's great stuff but we just you know i want to be respectful of your time i got a couple more uh, quick questions for you you know you spent a lot of time filming 300 probably between you know both uh, hawaii as well as the 
uh, you know, the Greece, um, not not the film Greece though, but like the actual country. Do you have any like recommendations, any tips, uh, bars, clubs to hit on the the Peloponnesian Peninsula for anyone who might be going, you know, relatively soon? So for if you're just visiting from the U.S., I can definitely say you got to visit Xerxes. It's its own place, a uh, really great spot, great espresso martini. I know it's a sweep in the nations. Um, you know, I'm also a big fan of local chilies. You know, when you really need to slice a home, I hit the local chilies. Um, they do a little bit of a Pel- Peloponnesian twist on the uh, on the quesadillas there. So just excellent stuff. Um, you know, contract uh, contact your local tour guides. I mean, they know a lot of things about that. I uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I can't I can't go out here on a limb and say that I do everything myself. I do a lot of research and I rely on uh, the expertise of plenty of other locals to get me through to get me through that experience as lot as as well as my other experiences with the league with Batman v Superman, um, you know, with, uh, other, other leagues with, uh, yeah, totally. And you know that I'm glad you mentioned that Chili's, uh, down there in Sparta because for only like the way the, the way the Greek dollar is or the Euro is these days, it's like 65 cents. You can get a, a Greek quesadilla that's entirely feta cheese and it's going to blow your mind, and it's all for less than a dollar. So that's a pretty good recommendation. Oh, man, the, Sp- the Spanakopita down there, Spanakopita with a little bit of case, chili con queso, <laughs> you get nothing better than that. <laughs> Sounds delicious. I might actually try that later. Um, uh, Zach, I got, I got one more question for you since you were you're kind enough to come on our show. Uh, I always like to give people the chance to, to plug what they're working on, maybe a little teaser. Uh, what's sort of uh, next down the pike for you is it you know like 301 are you going to try to do another director's cut of justice league maybe a rom-com what what's coming up for you i got a big one for you coming up i've got a mystery i've got a mystery noir combined with 300 we're going to call it 301 dalmatians and uh, it's going to include spartan dalmatians and it's going to include a little bit of a mystery twist to it it's going to have that sort of dark and eerie feel to it Kind of give you a piece of the ninth of a you know Greece and Sparta, but in the 1920s. Um, not going to be sure if that's historically accurate, but you know when has that ever stopped me? And uh, other big thing I've got, you know, people love verses. People love the superhero verses. We're sure. going to come at you with a new one. We're going to come at you with um, Batman versus the Joker. I think it's pretty innovative. I don't think anyone's really done anything like that. Um, but just a straight head-to-head American classic style. And both films are going to be shot um, on the beach at the Dalmatian Coast, which works very well. So that's uh, gotta be, more sand no for other you. way to do this. Yeah. It's got to be that way, you know? And, uh, you know, if we have to cut costs, there's plenty of other uh, local domestic beaches. Um, you know, happy to revisit my time in Waikiki and Molokai and other places that have, uh, you know, fine, fine sands. So, sounds pretty nice. Well, Zach, I, you know, it was so kind of you to to spare 15 minutes for me uh, on our 300th podcast episode. Any any parting thoughts from you? Quinn, you're the man. Uh, here's to 300 more and then another 300 after that. And I'm sure uh, by that time I'll be making movies about you, bud. Uh, a biopic. I would love that. Uh, Zach Snyder, everyone, thanks so much for, for calling into the show. I hope that you have a great rest of your uh, Saturday from Waikiki, okay? Anytime, man. If you want to watch all my movies with me in Hawaii, just ring me up. Uh, available now on Tubi, I think is what I heard. Tubi, Fubo, you got it. <laughs> all right, Zach. Thanks again. Have a good one. Take care, buddy. All right, bye. Wow, what a treat. Zach Snyder, ladies and gentlemen, live from Waikiki, Hawaii. And it's a great opportunity for us to thank some other people who have supported our show. Uh, starting with Home Pride, Oregon. And once I get my phone plugged back in here, we'll get right to it. Thanks again to Zach. Man, he's, he's talk about down-to-earth guys. You know, they always say, never meet your heroes. And I think they say that because it's like, what if that person's a total dick? <clears throat> Excuse me, that was a hell of a burp. Not the case with Zach. Uh, Zach is just consummate professional. Um, really appreciate what he's doing. And uh, again, in case it was, you know, 
it, it can be hard to to read so, or to hear sometimes uh, with our just just totally like 1960s era recording technology, um, hold, literally holding the phone into the microphone um, to get stuff on both YouTube. YouTube is probably tough to hear. Um, I think I think we did okay on GarageBand. We got to hurry this up though. My lap passed down to 40. percent um, Thanks again to Zach. Really appreciate it. And Gerald, uh, phone lines are free now. I don't think I saw Gerald try to call in, um, but we're still waiting for Gerald. So we'll see. Home Pride Oregon, are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth? All because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, I got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon and Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's wrangle hold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, uh, I lost my place. Oh, here we go. Of course. Call Steve at 541-410-0316 or visit HomePrideOregon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316 or go to HomePrideOregon.com. HomePride Oregon inspection perfection. Of course, your good friends, the Samson Q2U series. Guys, it is 300 episodes and nearly every single one of them has featured our beautiful, lovely, clear, crisp audio friends at uh, the Samson Q2U series line. When God speaks or God King like Xerxes, look, I don't know what he was hooked up with on the set. Great audio quality, though. Uh, probably 300 probably won both of the uh, Oscars for sound, right? They used to have two. There's sound mixing and sound editing. And when a uh, friend of the show, Ryan uh, Austin English, would come on our program uh, for an Oscar special, which, by the way, I, I just saw Ryan uh, a month ago. Uh, I had uh, some of these surlies with me. Um, we got to get Ryan back on the show, dude. He's he's uh, he's a creative visionary, not as creative as Zach, maybe, but um, you know he's got you know his band say it with love. He's got side projects. He's got a Discord. Uh, we're gonna get Ryan back on the show, and it doesn't have to be Oscars because this show was like year one, year two, a lot of movies. Because when I lived in Baltimore, I watched a lot of movies. Um, but Ryan's got so many other uh, projects and interests. And things that he uh, is very smart about. So we'll we'll get Ryan on shortly because he's a great friend of the show. Who it's it's been a, a damn shame how long it's been since I invited him to be on our program, which is all on me. All this is to say, when God speaks, He uses the Samson. And of course, Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle, we all love it, but how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's a little like Enter Sandman, just slightly different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995. That year gets further and further away every episode. Woof. And is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, and the greater Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. Don't forget Papa's mini uh, cheese curds. Not mini cheese curds. Cheese curds and mini donuts. You don't want your cheese curds to be mini donuts. I can tolerate. Uh, from beehives to bangs, faux hawks to flat tops and everything in between. I I almost went to Papa's two or three weeks ago. I was driving through Northwest Indiana, um, but I didn't know if they were actually at their home location, and I didn't I didn't want to be like checking their Facebook page while I was driving. Seems a little dangerous. And then someone's going to pull me over and ask me to recite the alphabet backwards. Uh, for beehives to bangs, faux hawks to flat tops, and everything in between, call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200 or email Cuts by Q at Yahoo.com. Again, that's Cuts, Q-U-T-Z by Q at Yahoo.com. Oh, when you need a fresh do something snappy or new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. All right, thank you to our great sponsors who've been with us through 300 episodes. Again, if you are not watching the YouTube stream live, you can go back, you can watch it. Um, I'll be straight with you. You're not missing anything. There are no great visual effects, but I'll do a Pat Hughes, and I'll describe to you what I'm wearing. Uh, Today, uh, Quinn David Furness is wearing a backwards baseball cap, courtesy of Dayshoots Brewing, uh, Dayshoots Brewery, whichever one it is, from Bend, Oregon. It's a gray cap with a, a black brim and a black kind of back plastic 
uh, piece, whatever the name for that is. Uh, he's wearing a, a white, uh, very plain white T-shirt, plain white tees from Chicago. Hey there, Delilah, what's it like in New York City? I'll be there in a minute, and you'll leave without a jiffy. Yes, you'll do. Times Square can't shine as bright as you. My word is true. Oh, it's what you do to me. Oh, it's what you do to me, Bean Town. Oh, it's what you do to me. Oh, it's what you do to me. What you do to me. You know, people say Plain White Tees is a, a one hit wonder, and that's true. But I will say that their song Rhythm of Love, which was like their second album, two, you know, probably made two albums. It's a good song, too. Do, 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 do. Uh, I'm not going to sing again. Um, uh, plain white t-shirt uh, and then a, a, a nice kind of quarter zip Jack Link's Under Armour. Where's my Jack Link's patch? There it is. Jack Link's Under Armour. Um, what, what would you call this? Like a pullover, basically? It's a very like thin fabric. It's good for a day like today where it's like when the sun is out and it's the middle of the day. It's not, you know, it's just like light, comfortable. And then when the sun goes down and gets a little bit colder, it's not going to protect you that much, but it's not so cold that you need the extra protection. Um, so that's, you know, it's, it's, it's black with some white accents, like a white zipper and then some white stripes along the arms. And then uh, are just some very basic gray gym shorts. Um, they're gray all around. They have pockets. They're comfy. Um, gray underwear. Uh, boxer briefs. I don't know if Pat Hughes really talks about the underwear that much. And then our uh, gold and black Adidas indoor house sandals, which I picked up uh, as part of one of my side hustles once. It was like a, I don't remember if that was like a software test that I had to do or a focus group. I, I can't recall, but it involved actually like purchasing an item from the Adidas. No, it was Foot Locker. It wasn't the Adidas store. It was Foot Locker in Wicker Park. I had to go there after work. This was like 2019 probably. And I think I got paid like a hundred bucks or something. So you had to you had to front the costs of the item yourself. So I was like, what's literally the cheapest thing I can get at Foot Locker? That's actually how I approached it. And um they were like fifteen, twenty bucks, something like that. And they've been my my house sandals ever since. I finally broke them in. I remember I used to uh I used to keep these at Rachel's apartment when we did not live together. And so when I would go over there um, so I had something to walk around in house sandals, especially in the summer. Um, and man, when I first got these things, they, it took me a long time to like actually be able to wear these because the fricking, there are these types of sandals. If you're not watching the stream that have like the little beads on the bottom, it's not just like a flat sandal. It's like, you know, beads basically, um, little like bumps essentially. And those things hurt so bad. Like the first 10, 20 times I wore these sandals, I could wear them for like five, 10 minutes. And then I would be in so much pain. I'd actually have to like step out of them and give my feet a break. Um, that never happens anymore. Cause I'm like completely used to them. My feet have also probably like hardened up. I don't know if that's really a thing that the bottom of your feet do, but, um, that, uh, that, uh, uniform check-in was brought to you by cuts by Q. Uh, we're still waiting on uh, Gerald here waiting for Gerald. That could be like, a new a new play, screenplay, a, an actual play, a one man show. I always want to produce a one man show. Um, maybe we'll throw up throw a script together on beantownpodcast dot com slash plays. Waiting waiting for waiting for Gerald. So that's it's you know waiting for uh, waiting for for Godot. I almost spilled my surly before I die. Waiting for Godot is uh, Samuel Bucket who's like Charlie Bucket, I guess, but Samuel Bucket's a real guy, and Charlie Bucket's is, uh, is it Charlie Bucket or Buckets? I think it's Charlie Bucket. Samuel Bucket. Of course, uh, Willy Wonka, or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, written by Roald Dahl. That's how you say his name, Roald Dahl. R-O-A-L-D space D-A-H-L, Roald Dahl. Really rolls off the tongue for you there. That could be a one-act play where it's like I'm the main star, but my name would – I love I love like those older British things where it's just like it's the last person's name is what you use. Like my name could be like Buttersworth. My first name is some, some cool name like um, 
Allison, but you only ever, you don't find, you have to read the appendix to know that. So all you know me by is Buttersworth. And the whole play is me waiting at a bus stop for my friend, Gerald, who could be played by Gerald Butler, except he's actually not really a character in the play because he never shows up. Maybe you just hear him off screen or in a phone call. I don't know if that's still a one one person play or not, one man play. Uh, but he's like a bus driver, okay? And I'm waiting at the bus stop. I'm waiting for Gerald. And that's the play. Curtains, you know, applause, bows. I don't know if that's, you know, Tony's are really more musical than plays. So maybe I could have like a song in there. Oh, Gerald, where have you gone, Gerald? And then I could just do the thing from uh, David Bowie's fame where I go, fame, 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 fame. Gerald, Gerald's game, Stephen King, right? Bruce Greenwood, guys. Hey, if, you, if you've uh, watched or read Gerald's game before, go ahead and uh, email us, com. You can just send an email that says, Dear Quinn, I watched Gerald's game or I read it. Best beanhead. And that would be that would make my day, okay. Um, Gerald's game. That's uh, Bruce Greenwood. It's got, uh, I think, the dog from Seventh Heaven. Happy plays uh, like the like the wolf that shows up at the end and he's about to start eating the lady's leg. Who's the actress? The whole movie is just like the actress lying in bed, handcuffed to the bedpost. That's why Rachel and I do not do anything crazy like that in the bedroom, okay? No handcuffs. That's what I told her on our first date. No handcuffs. It's going to make me think about getting pulled over with a DUI and have to recite the alphabet backwards. Um, who is Tony Collette? No, that's not Tony Collette. She's too high profile for that kind of role. Uh, Carla Gugino. Gugino. Uh, Mom from Spy Kids, right? That's who's in Gerald's game. I think. I think she was the mom in Spy Kids. The dad was Antonio Banderas. Banderas has an R, not an L. I just kind of leaned into it. It just sort of happened. And apparently the like daughter from Spy Kids is like an OnlyFans model, and the son is dating Taylor Swift, maybe? I don't remember. I have to go back and look that up. Um, Tony Collette is a great example. Um, we're going to do our trivia in a second here. We're, we're running out of time, actually. Um, our... our Laptop is down to 25%. Um, Tony Collette is a great example of, of uh, this will be our next segment today, actors and actresses you didn't know were not American. Double negative there. So, like, Tony Collette is Australian. So, other people. Gerald Butler, hopefully calling very soon. Hashtag waiting for Gerald. Guys, excuse me, take us in a, a tweet or an X, I guess they call them now. Uh, I'm at BeantownCast on X. Tag us in a tweet. Use hashtag waiting for Gerald, okay? Um, Gerald Butler, a lot of people think he's American. I think he's uh, Greek, I assume, because of, uh, obviously, the 300. Other actors you always thought were American, but they weren't. Michael Caine, who's just announced, you know, Sir Michael Caine just recently announced that he's retiring from acting. You know him from... Uh, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, Cider House Rules, Inception. Is Michael Caine in Inception? Yeah, he plays he plays um, he plays Leo's dad. He's in like two scenes, a scene at the beginning, and then like his um, his like dream basically of like taking his daughters to his dad at the end, which is. Is or is not real. I'll say this. For all of Christopher Nolan, like, I used to be a big Christopher Christopher Nolan guy around, like, you know, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Inception, that era. And, you know, preceding that, Prestige. And I even saw, like, his early, early stuff. Like, I saw, I got from the library once when I was a a kid, probably like a teenager, I saw um, Insomnia, which is a remake of a Swedish film. But it's uh, Robin Williams, Hilary Swank, and... It's a third actor who's very famous. Let's find out who it is. Insomnia film. I don't want to spoil it. Oh, it's Pacino. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to spoil, like, 
anything about it. It's a great film. It's a remake. But if you've never seen the Insomnia, the Christopher Nolan version, I think it's his second movie. Great film. Go check it out. Um, that was right before um, the Guy Pierce came out, whatever that one was called, the one that's like backwards. Um, but yeah, I was a big Christopher Nolan guy. But boy, I'll say this. And I okay, so quick aside, haven't seen Oppenheimer. Didn't I never got in on the Barbie Oppenheimer thing this summer? Um, it just I just didn't make time to do it, and I just like. It just never happened. So going to do it eventually. But Tenet, man, just did not enjoy. I'll just say it straight up. It wasn't like, oh, just the audio problems. I just like didn't have fun watching this movie. Um, John David Washington, there's something about him, not like personally, but just from a, like an acting perspective. I don't, it, I just like doesn't fully connect for me personally. Uh, I know he's in that big movie called The Creator, I think is what it is coming up, which feels very much like Tenet. Again, so maybe that's all he's doing now. I don't know. Um, we saw you know, two years ago, whenever it came out on Netflix, the the John David Washington and Zendaya film, whatever that was called. It was one of those Oscar, you know, Oscar bait films that like the critics didn't actually like very much, uh, which is always funny to me when it happens um, because it's I enjoy being like devil's advocate. What was that? It was it was like their two first names. That's all it was called, Malcolm and Marie. It was a play, I think, that they turned into a film. But the whole movie is just black and white, and it takes it's you know it's like a two hour movie that takes place over two hours. It's not. A, I don't think it's a one shot movie, but it's kind of a one shot movie where it's just like one scene that kind of moves throughout the house. That's the whole film. It was very like big. It was, it was hyped up, and it wasn't that good, frankly. Um, but Christopher Nolan has kind of lost me a little bit. I don't know how we got onto Christopher Nolan. Oh, um, people you thought were American, but but they aren't. Christopher Nolan, British. Michael Caine, British. Uh, a lot of people think he was faking the Cockney accent. Um, Hugh Jackman is Australian, believe it or not. He's not American. Uh, Logan Heads, Zack Snyder, uh, you know, Justice League fans will be surprised to learn that Hugh Jackman is actually Australian. And then um, finally, Ronald Reagan. A lot of people know him as uh, a president of the United States. He was also an actor. Turns out he's Irish. So shouldn't even been able to become president. Uh, we're still waiting for Gerald here as we're running out, of, uh, running out of time. Let's do our trivia question of the week here. It's actually like it's like very straightforward. So it's nothing. Uh, I, was, I was digging for some good 300 trivia uh, when I came across that Reader's Digest article about palindromes. So uh, we just had to... Had to default to my original trivia question. Here we go. The film 300 is a fictionalized retelling of this battle, which happened shortly after the uh, naval, uh, the uh, sea, not like belly buttons or oranges, uh, the Battle of Salamis. So this was interesting. I found that one of the reasons I chose it in my research here, again, the name of the battle that's in 300, not the Battle of Salamis. Uh, before we get into this tangent, I guess, which will have to be one of our final tangents of today's program, um, the answer is the Battle of Thermopylae, which isn't that the name of, uh, 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 what's her name, Shakespeare's wife, Anne Hathaway, um, Princess Diaries 2, and Princess Diaries 1, Julie Andrews, that, uh, that other guy, uh, Chris Pine, right? T-H-E-R-M-O-P-Y-L-A-E. I think that actually might be right. Pretty proud of myself if it is. Um, isn't that like her last name, Mia Thermopolis or Thermopylae, something like that? Apparently, it's Genovia, which is like Switzerland, but she's Greek. Doesn't really make sense to me. It's, all, it's not all Greek to me. Let's just put it that way. Um, but the Battle of Salamis I thought was interesting. So it's like a naval war... I, I, if you're going to battle over meat, first I would, I would fight for Jack Links. Okay. Sponsor of the show. Maybe Jack Links get some airtime here. Uh, but other meats I would probably fight for probably not salami, but maybe like, what's the difference between a summer sausage and a salami? I guess they're kind of the same. Pretty tasty. I'll, I'll give it that. Like it's good. Uh, but maybe like a really nice Black Forest ham, which is Genovia, I guess, is kind of in the Black Forest to kind of bring things full circle here. Our whiskey's about to run out. That's a shame. It's just Ice Cube now. 
other meats, uh, pepperoncini. That's definitely a meat I would fight for. Um, venison, as long as it's not. My, I, I have a bad relationship with venison because when I was a kid, the venison we ate would sit in the freezer for two to three years and then cook it up. And it's like, uh, this is this is not the cook's fault, okay? This is not a, uh, a uh, mother of the podcast shaming thread. It's just the meat you were given to work with. Um, boy, the venison we had growing up, I'm I'm all for like, providing for yourself and you know not spending extra money totally get it i'm on board with that but boy when you're chewing and chewing and you look at your stopwatch or your watch and it's been three and a half to four minutes of chewing and uh you're still chewing one bite and uh it's kind of like uh we got to make a decision here do we just take a big gulp of water and like try to get this into the system or do we just as i would um more often than i like to admit frequently do um just kind of you know Wrap it up in the napkin. Uh, those were uh, that was our Beantown podcast segment. Actors and actresses you didn't know were not American. Finally, here I just want to mention. Oh, a Facebook settlement got some sort of like Facebook uh, or, or face facial recognition kind of thing. Uh, twenty, what was it? Seven dollars twenty cents that I made this past week. So rolling in it. Uh, I told Rachel or you know. Uh, a potential kid. Potential is not the word I'm looking for. There's a hypothetical kid. Um, they're going to the Ivy League now because we can afford it. Um, and obviously, they'll get in academically with our brains. Last thing here, uh, it wouldn't be a Beantown podcast without us um, you know, slamming a, 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 a nation or an ethnic group, uh, which we're not going to do. I'm just going to say this. It was the Chinese Moon Festival about a month ago, and... Oftentimes, I'll be given gifts, you know, just kind of being on the street, just, you know, being a podcast host, that sort of thing. So I received, as I have in the past, some moon cakes uh, for, uh, for, for this year's moon cake festival or, or moon festival, whatever you want to call it. My question here, this is not specific to, uh, to this is not, it is specific. It's not meant to, however, I'm moving my uh, auto lock from five minutes back to two minutes as we wrap up today's show. This is not meant to be like, oh, you guys stink. My, it's just a question of China. Okay, I'm speaking to the entire country now, but specifically uh, Mao Zedong. You use the lotus bean or lotus flower paste to make the moon cakes. And I'm just thinking about my own upbringing and like Long John's and Boston cream. My question is, do they have any sort of like, even like a glazed old fashioned donut um, that they could have used for inspiration for these mooncakes? Because the white lotus paste is just, uh, it's weird, man. I don't sit there eating a mooncake. I finished, I, so I finished all six of my mooncakes. Um, it's not, I'm not sitting there being like, oh, this stinks. I wouldn't eat them if I felt that way. It's like, it's completely like fine, but it's not really like sweet. The texture is just different than what I'm used to. So my question for China is like, did it, did you guys ever send an ambassador to Beantown to get a Boston cream donut and then bring that back to the mooncake festival and be like, what have we been doing here? We could have been having, you know, this when said we've been having, you know, bean paste. So just a final parting thought. Um, I don't think we get a lot of listeners um, from the China region uh, frequently, and we definitely won't after this. But I still ate all the mooncakes. I didn't. Uh, I don't hate them. I'm just wondering if there are. St- is it too late for us to improve these? Is my question here. And that's my final thought for you, everyone on YouTube. Thank you for watching our show. Thank you for supporting our 300th beantown podcast i really appreciate it we got to get this uh this laptop plugged in here we're at 10 percent, and this this thing could go up in flames at any point guys let's get our outro music going here here's to the next 300 uh we'll close out youtube bye youtube i will see you later and uh our for our audio our hardcore audio fans thank you so much for listening my name is quinn david Furness. this is my show 300 episodes down 300 plus to go I'll check in on you next time for our Halloween spooktacular. Bye.